What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Crimson Gaming Corner, your one-stop shop for everything gaming happening here at the University of Utah. I am your host, Jackson Day, and today we are once again joined with Ronnie for the second episode of The Last of Us reactions, spoiler cast, whatever you want to call it. So before we go into our thoughts, um, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, this is where we would usually chat with random guests like you to recap gaming news and events you might have missed, um, as well as talk about some of our favorite games. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting sites, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify. Uh, make sure to like and share on those platforms. Give us a rating so we know how to improve. And then make sure to follow our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc. to stay up to date with everything that we're doing. Uh, we're still coming out with those Instagram reels of the December Game Jam stuff. Um, so make sure to keep your eyes out for that, share it with your friends, like it, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we're working a lot of cool stuff for this semester. Um, we're going to be continuing to cover some more GameCraft stuff, maybe some more Crimson Gaming stuff. Uh, we should have the website. I said this a lot last semester. <laughs> But we should have the website up soon and we'll be able to see like some of your, you've got Marvel Snap. Marvel um, Snap and uh, God of War. God which of is, War. That ship is sale, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm still excited to read it. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, a couple of those will be coming out. I think I might have some reviews that are even further back, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we decide. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes out for that. Um and then, yeah, coming up, just a little bit of U of U events that are happening. Um, Gamecraft just finished their J January Game Jam, so uh, check out some of the fantastic games that they made for that. We also have Crimson Gaming's opening social with pizza, video games, board games, all-around fun, um, so make sure to check that out. I believe that will be January 27th in the EAE building, just on the bottom floor, so enough of the rigor rigmarole, whatever. Yeah, let's get into it. What, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh, it had less to do with setup, and so it was more action-packed than last episode, which is, I think, uh, a good step in the right direction. Okay. Um, we saw clickers. We saw a bunch of stuff that was in the game. It's just like ripped straight from the game into the show. Um, and some from the trailers. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that, but that was a cool, like, I didn't know about that moment, and I saw it afterwards, but like... Like with calling uh, back, Joel. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but it was, I guess, like, yeah, same kind of ideas. There was one moment that I didn't necessarily enjoy, uh, like, um, which probably was the point, but we'll, I guess we'll <laughs> talk about it. Um, but yeah, overall, really well done. I was excited we actually got to see some cool action um, and a lot more just background i felt like bella really really like showed her own with this ellie performance that like was awesome to see yeah no i t definitely agree she got more room to like or she got more screen time in general and right. i think she used every bit of it like pretty well um she sounded just like ellie sometimes and i thought some of her moments like uh in the hotel where um, she was, you know, joking around, uh, acting like it was a real hotel. And some of her banter back and forth with Joel already is is pretty funny. Um, yeah. They're in like that mean, like, girl stage. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Um, where he's like, you're a weird kid. Yeah. <laughs> like that sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> or even when Ellie's like, uh, like, there are books, like, books exist or some, something like that. I don't know. Um, I thought a lot of it was pretty good. Um, I'm starting to like, I liked Bella the first episode, but we barely got any of her. Mm -hmm. And now that we're getting into the second episode, I like really am growing attached to her version of Ellie. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 
I'm surprised how much I'm like, oh yeah, this is Ellie. You know, like first episode was definitely like, oh my gosh, we, we're seeing it. This kind of solidified of like her performance as Ellie. This is for sure Ellie, like you said, the banter, the yeah. just comedic elements and all sorts of stuff like that. It, I mentioned this with a friend of like, it almost makes her feel more innocent, which is an interesting idea because obviously she's been through a lot of stuff. But like yeah. still her like being able to express that she's still kind of a kid playing around in the hotel, maybe doing some dumb stuff. Like yeah. it makes her... I don't know. I like this side and obviously we'll see how it progresses throughout the story as she has to deal with more and more insane shit. But like, yeah, um, I definitely liked the uh, family dynamic I almost had going on with uh, Toll. I mean, not Toll. <laughs> Toll. <laughs> the ship name. <laughs> yeah. Joel and uh, Tess being like kind of the parents and Ellie being the child. And uh, it was nice to see that kind of side of like the mother side of Tess because in the game it wasn't really like explored mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and here um, you could see Ellie and Tess getting more attached to each other and having that kind of bond before even um, Joel and uh, Ellie have that type of bond. Oh, yeah. And to have that ripped away from Ellie like at the end of the episode is uh, it added a new layer to Tess's death, I feel, to where Ellie maybe feels responsible but also just got attached to this person and got ripped. It got they got ripped away from her mm-hmm. immediately. That was one thing that I found interesting was like, at least my memory of the game was it was kind of, it was more flipped, right? Where Joel's the one that doesn't necessarily want to leave Tess behind. And Ellie's more like, hey, we got to go. Um, And that probably is more exaggerated in my mind. Mm -hmm. But in the show, it was very much of like Joel cutting it off. And Ellie was the one who was like, wait, no, what are you doing? We can't just hang back, you know, or we can't just leave her there and stuff like that. So yeah, and I thought, Joel's um, moment of like, you know, wrapping his head around Tess, uh, you know, dying uh, was a good acting moment from Pedro. Um, just him snapping into survival mode and grabbing Ellie and getting the, the hell out of there. Um, I thought it was a really interesting choice because in the game, it's not like that. No, um, there's Tess a has lot to, like, of that. Push him away and like be like, just, just go. Um, and Ellie being like, no, we can't leave her. I thought it added the needed emotion to mm. Tess's death. Um, I don't know if you want to go into it right now, but... Just, yeah, I feel like we need to go into <laughs> it. Um, Dancing around it. Um, just, yeah. Well, what did you... I like the changes with Tess's death compared to the game. Um, okay. It, compared to um, just having the infected being after her instead of the military. Uh, I feel like I heard... Uh, I saw something. Neil Druckmann was like, uh, he, if it, it made more sense to have the infected be the threat in an episode called The Infected which, you know, is pretty fair. Um, And why would the Fedra be after them? Yeah. That was one thing where I was always like, it it felt like, because if I'm remembering, you know, it's the usual thing where like there needs to be a gunfight in order to have the gameplay element. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'm glad they uh, changed that. And uh, her death is more bombastic than in the games too. Like she... I saw some people saying that they they thought her uh, death in the games were badass, but I feel like here it was, even though it was tinged with like some morbid, creepy type, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, stuff with the infected. But like going out in an explosion and saving Joel and Ellie from a horde, it's pretty badass to me. I don't know. I I definitely b- both of them are badass. I definitely don't. I guess I get that argument, but. Either or, I felt like sometimes, if I were to think back about it, like the gunshots of her trying to fight back against Fedra, that was very much like, oh shit, that, that's kind yeah. of it. Um, 
whereas the explosion was a lot more, I guess, just more big, right? Yeah, I think it helps that it's like the ending of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like it just like ends after like, you know, a big, uh, I guess set piece. Um, yeah. and it just like leaves you wanting more. So I thought it was pretty well done. And with the, um, the stalker who, uh, you know, gives Des not Des. I'm having trouble. <laughs> it has so with, like the kiss of death with the tendrils. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, it was disturbing, obviously meant to be that way. Right. Um, and I found that interesting. I don't know if it was because um, Tess was already infected and, you know, the stalker yeah. was just trying to give, speed up the process. I don't know. I uh, think that ties into, you know, how a big change from the game is uh, the infector and hive mind. Right. And I think that's really interesting. And yeah, I, I saw arguments of people were like, oh, I can't believe like that doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, that's kind of scientifically accurate yeah, when no. it comes to these sort of, I think, cordyceps. Um, yeah. But going into the tendrils, I I understand that it was supposed to be like, you know, a little bit disturbing, a little bit much. Um, I felt like it kind of took away from Tess's death, at least for me, because mm-hmm. it's that sort of shock factor where I should be thinking of like, oh, shoot, this is like. Tess and like, you know, Tess's last moment and all of a sudden I'm thinking about this gross whatever spore kiss thing. I don't know. At least for me, it took a little bit of that out of it. it um, definitely got more like um, otherworldly kind of like yeah. aliens or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I that lighter was giving her hell. That lighter was the. <laughs> Which have you seen that that's the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. Okay. Um, yeah, but I thought it was kind of, you know, not morbidly beautiful in a way because it's like, hmm. you know, uh, the hive mind is just b- basically accepting Tess into the sort of like family is yeah. kind of thing. It's not like with ill intent or whatever. Um, and I saw a, a clip from the podcast they do after the show airs. Um, and it was like them exploring how you would be infected if you didn't fight back. The infector are not inherently violent. They're only violent oh. when you, you know, resist. Oh, see, I just figured it was because they kind of assumed that she was already infected and so yeah. they didn't bother. I feel like that's kind of the sentiment I going it was around in there too, right? Because why, why fight, why fight if she's already a part of the right? Mind, so. But I like that idea instead. I wish they could. Maybe they'll explore it in future episodes. Yeah, I, I hope they do because it's an interesting concept. Because like, why would the if you want the host to, you know, be able to carry the, the fungus, why would you destroy the host? So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Huh. Um, how would that, I mean, obviously, we don't necessarily know, but what, how would you think that would relate to the clickers? Where, like, I have no idea. The, t- okay. the clickers don't have tendrils, which That's I think is point. interesting. Um, only the stalkers and the runners have tendrils. And mm-hmm. uh, we saw the bloater in the trailer and yeah. have tendrils either. So I'm like. I don't know huh. what's going on, honestly. I mean, it could be like the early stages are like the more tendrils and then as they grow, it does become that sort of mushroom shape idea, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Maybe. Um, I keep thinking about what you said last week of like with this tendril, we'll probably see a lot more or different infected types. So that could be interesting. Yeah, too, that was like, teased. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I, I, th- I think it's funny that people are like, it's not scientific or whatever. <sighs> It's I a mean, show about like zombies, but it's grounded, so I will give them that. But um, there are like you know, kind of hive mind plants in the in like right. nature. So I mean. I mean, the whole I think the main way that Neil Druckmann got this idea was watching like some nature life video mm-hmm. um, about an ant being corrupted by cordyceps, and he was like, "Oh, what if that happened in humans?" And that's kind of where I had the idea started to form. 
Yeah, like even the basis of the cordyceps infection is, you know, scientific. So right. I, I mean, there's only so far like you can go like to actual reality without <laughs> being there. I feel like people are, you know, just being sticklers, but it's whatever. I mean, going into that of like the realism, we once again got a flashback yeah. kind of moment that felt too realistic and really good. I love that they're going to, that they've at least kept with this and- I mean, I have theories on what's going to happen next episode. But yeah. that was really, it was almost scarier than the first one, which I was surprised about. You know, I love that. Um, Kirk Mason wrote the ep- most of the episodes of the show, and his handprint is definitely on that. Like, that was giving me uh, Chernobyl vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just something straight out of Chernobyl. Um, like, the whole, like, hazmat suit and, like, the gray, like, um, color grading they had going on. Mm-hmm. And just... The doctor is seeing the cordyceps for the first time and how the cordyceps reaches out to her. Okay. Did you think that the body was going to come alive and just destroy her then? No. Okay. <laughs> Legitimately, my entire family is sitting there like tense of like, it's going to come alive. She's dead. She's dead. And when it didn't, we were yeah. actually pretty surprised, but I'm glad that it didn't. Yeah. Once I saw the bullet in there, her head, okay. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, she's dead. But uh, her coming to the realization that um, there is really nothing that they can do, and the only option is to, you know, bomb bomb the city. <laughs> what a good, like, delivery, where it's just, like, the zoom in, and it's just bomb. And then, like, hey, I'd like to go home now. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, it's funny because I was watching with my roommate again, and she was like, nuke, before <laughs> she said that. <laughs> and so when the lady said bomb, we both started laughing so hard. It kind of ruined the moment. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> Um, oh, dang. Because, yeah, what else can you do? And the fact that she was, like, willing to die with the city, mm-hmm. she knew it was that bad, it was, it was pretty interesting. I love that, that opening. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was funny because, you know, you cut from that opening to the actual moments in Boston, and my sister was like, hey, they, they didn't actually bomb the place, right? <laughs> like, did you, were you not paying attention last episode? And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, Boston's destroyed. And she's like, oh, I thought that was, like, the cordyceps that had caused that damage. Right. And I, I think it's just because we haven't seen a lot of the outside yeah. yet. Um, but yeah, going through Boston and Ellie being like, oh, it's almost like a moon with how many just bombs. Craters there yeah, are. Yeah, craters there are and stuff. So I think it's a really interesting concept because, you know, thinking like to real life, would that be what it would be like? Would we just, you know, <laughs> get airstrike by I the guess. military? Just because? I don't know. Uh, I think it's interesting. Also, the fact that it doesn't really work is. I love that idea because it felt more like, I mean, they, they mentioned that in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I've always loved that idea because it's almost like it was a fear tactic, yeah. you know, of humanity was kind of at its last moments. The like, Whatever works, works. And so they just started bombing Story the crud everything. out of place. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is a very human, human thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, yeah. You said you were, your family was talking about the uh, opening. Well, not the opening. Uh, after the opening where we see Ellie, um, you know, laying down and waking oh, yeah. up from... I thought that was some pretty good humor moments with Joel and Tess just being there, yeah. <laughs> pointing guns at her, basically. And uh, the whole that, chicken sandwich bit. Oh, was, that was great. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, one of the things that I was really, you know, the nerd in me was like, oh my gosh, we got to see the rations. And they're like these tiny, just disgusting looking beef, beef jerky things. And she's like eating a giant chicken sandwich that even I would envy for a lunch, you know? Yeah. Um, <sighs> even Tess just being like, is that chicken? <laughs> Tess wants some. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was great. I also think uh, the way they handled Joel being hesitant of Ellie 
having, you know, the yeah. virus in her was done really well here, even more so than in the games because, you know, he brings down more often and, you know, even having Ellie get bit again was, I thought was a good, oh, a that good was great. moment because I was in the games, I would always think, what if she got bit again? What would happen? Mm. And that was there the answer for me. Yeah. Like, nothing would happen. <laughs> um, I just barely got done listening to the uh, podcast episode. And one of the things that Troy, who, you know, is hosting the episode, he was like, I was so mad when I saw Pedro like flinch when Ellie's coming at him to like kind of show the um, bite mark and that it hasn't progressed at all. He was like, I was so mad because that's perfect. You know, it's like, of course, Joel would do that. He's still like, you know, it's it's instincts, you know, Um, but that's also a moment that might not have happened if Pedro and Bella played the game. You know, if they were trying right. to make their acting, you know, their like performance the same as Troy and Ashley's. And I thought that was right perfect example of that. And I've seen people criticize, well, before the, the show came out, they'd be like, oh, we've heard this before, the, telling the actors not to play the games. I mean, Halo is like yeah. the last thing that happened. Oh, yeah. they're, they're treating the source material like crap. And it's just like, if you think about it, why would you want to watch somebody else do a performance that you're already like going to do mm-hmm. and then be possibly influence that and just have the same yeah. exact performance? It's something that I hear a lot with like game development, right? A lot a lot of times what game designers will do is they will they won't play as many games when they're designing mm-hmm. because they don't want to come across a new mechanic and be like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Yeah, what if we put should? that in? Right. And that never works. And so they yeah. kind of lay off a bit you know yeah and now that we're seeing like the final product of you know even though bella says she put she played a little bit of the games to you know Which, not, uh, under i mean the table. like that's l that's like ellie behavior right there you know yeah. gotta be a rebel <laughs> <laughs> like it shows like you know as long as the people that have created the source material are involved in the project you don't really need to worry about whether mm-hmm. the actors you know have played or watched the games or whatever yeah exactly um one other thing that I loved about that opening bit was like Joel and Tess's kind of conversation where Tess is getting a little bit more convinced of Ellie's uh, Im- immune immunity. Immunity, yeah. Um, and Joel says this line that like was so good of like, I wrote it down. Uh, you got to stop talking about this kid like she has a life in front of her. I was like, oh, that's yeah. good. There's so many amazing lines throughout this whole thing that like I feel like I could if there was a ver- physical version of the script I would love to have it somehow oh, no, I'm definitely reading the script when it releases right. um, yeah there are a lot of good lines here especially even some from the game um, you know that moment where they're looking at the Capitol building and they're like was that everything you hoped for I was like I told my roommate I'm fighting the urge to say that was in the game every three seconds right. but that moment right there was like it's one of my favorite moments in the game too and they did it so well and then mm-hmm. like the music from part two being in the first game and ah oh, i love it so much one of my favorite things so it was like you know same thing one of my favorite moments um also just what it symbolizes right and how he looks down at his watch at the end yeah. i legitimately like because they kind of they kind of took their time to let joel look at the watch yeah, i was I like they, they, they have it. to do it right like that's such an integral part and so when they did i was like yeah my family's like what he just looked down at his watch. I'm like, guys, you don't understand. Let's break it down. <laughs> the importance of that moment, like it's everything. It's everything, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was. Uh, it's just really good, and I loved how they. I loved how they didn't feel like they needed to change that moment. Like it's yeah. really, it's one of our favorite moments in the game, and 
I feel like they've they know what to change and what not to change. And the right. fact that that was like line for line, it's like the moment of Sarah on the couch, right? Yeah, almost that is line for line, and they yeah. kind of know what what to change and what not to change, and it's perfect. Yeah, speaking of what to change and what not to change, uh, Tess being bit and uh, Joel and Tess's conversation um, on the rooftop when they're looking at uh, oh, yeah. looking at Ellie. I thought that was well done because in the game, Tess really doesn't talk about it before. She like leans against the window and she's yeah. like, get your head in the game or whatever. Um, but here, I thought the conversation was way more like fleshed out and nuanced because Tess is like thinking, well, if this is it for me, I have to make sure that Joel's going to fulfill this mission. And Joel's still being pessimistic and, mm. you know, a Debbie Downer. And she's like, can't you just like hope for once? Like, yeah. shut, shut up. <laughs> and I think it's sad but also important for Tessa's character to have her be like the starting point for um, Joel to actually believe. Yeah. Um, and using her last moments to put some good in the world. And to, I love that. Yeah. How she was like, we're shitty people. This is our chance of like, yeah, yeah. giving back some good to the world. Yeah. Going to like their last conversation that they ever have with each other. Um, Tess is, this is new. Uh, this added to the, the show. It's like, Tess is like, I've never asked you to feel the same way about me that I feel about you. I'm like, what we're getting yes. so much more stuff here and like you can see the the guilt on joel's face and i don't know it, I, for me it made the moment at first i was like this is weird this is not like test test death but thinking back to it it's um i think that there's so much more layers and depth to Tess's death now that i feel like it is the superior version of her death okay yeah even though i like both of them right so. both um this is something that this was an interesting moment this morning um, because, you know, kind of funny. I'm never going to shut up about them. Um, but they were doing a live reaction to the or not a live reaction, but they were doing a live kind of reaction? similar. I guess. Yeah. But not like at the same moment as the episode is playing. Oh, OK. You I know, like a live after the fact. I yes. Yeah. Um, and I was typing in the chat. And one of the things I mentioned was like, I was a little sad that we didn't get to see Tess's um, like there's got to be enough between us that you have, feel some sort of obligation to continue this on. Yeah. Um, and I think my like my favorite thing is that's like, um, I don't know the actor in the game, but that's like how it really shows. And she's like up close and she's like, there's got to be something. And right. I mentioned that in the chat and Greg like totally called me out and was like, I actually didn't feel like they needed that. Um, because they show their relationship earlier and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I still don't know how I feel because I feel like he made some great points. But... I, I do wish that they kind of kept a little bit closer to the source material. Yeah, but. I can I can definitely see that. Um, that part of her, you know, tactic to try to convince Joel was kind of understated more, understated mm -hmm. more. Um, I feel like Tess knew that Joel was going to do it anyway because, you know, it's her. Yeah. Um, especially after we see that they're possibly romantically involved which is always insinuated in I, the games so. i loved when they like just fully accepted because in my head canon that's always how it was like yeah of course you know it's been like 20 years they work so well together yeah i thought something there i didn't put it together until the show started and they like really? got in the same bed because at first i thought that in the game was coming over yeah to joel's apartment and they were just friends but i didn't put it together that that's hmm. their apartment. No, nah, I thought they were together. fucking. <laughs> sure. uh, I don't know. I just thought they were really good friends. Uh, maybe that's just me being innocent in that way. But I, yeah. I, I like both um, both ways because it makes it it makes their relationship more poignant and sad. 
that they mm-hmm. are together and that Joel doesn't really love Tess the way that Tess loves Joel. So Right. That was such a cool way to put it. Yeah. It's true for a lot of relationships in real life. It's true for, you know, it just makes, it gives more layers to the story that I think was needed. Yeah. And it's true even in an apocalypse where half <laughs> of your life is surviving. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other scene that I want to mention that we've kind of touched on is that museum scene. Um, and just like the action that went into that and how how close it felt to the actual game of like, at the end of the day, it's only like, what, two or three clickers? Yeah. But the amount of like action and stress and just intensity that went into that action set piece was so cool to me. Oh, I was so geeked because <laughs> I, when I saw the clickers, like um, at first they showed them out of focus, which that was a cool choice. And when the clickers come in the frame, I was like, that looks so good. Meanwhile, my roommate's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, that looks so freaking good. Yeah. It's, they're literally clickers walking around. And I don't know if you've seen that set picture with Neil. Uh, yes. To the clicker. Oh, it's perfect. But I thought it was so good. And to see how a clicker would act in like reality and like those clickers are like, like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> they're like I mean, grabbing on. It's the same actors who did the mocap in the game. So yeah. like they knew exactly what to do and it, it was perfect. They are yeah. clickers, you know? I feel like there's some weird, for me at least, there's some weird disconnect because seeing a clicker get up off the ground like a human <laughs> was weird. <laughs> like when the clicker would like got up and they were like this. I was huh, like, yeah. This is this is weird, but I'm loving it kind mm-hmm. of. Um, I don't know. There was something off about the way the clickers behaved. Like I don't know. Interesting. I thought they looked great, but not all of their behavior was. Maybe it's just because a game is a game and real life right. is real life. So huh. I mean, I'm that's for like probably a scene that I because there's so much that happens and you're just on the edge of your seat for all of it. That's a scene that I want to go back and take a more analyze i guess viewpoint of it mm-hmm. um but I, i'll be interested to see if i can catch that they're wasting their bullets man i know right <laughs> the whole time i'm like dude i'd be this ungrounded with a pistol like yeah, come no, on Joel. like god i would have easily disposed of these clickers no like just yeah the fact that i think it's more interesting actually or it's interesting that the clickers in the show are way more durable than in the game like in the, yeah. in the game, they're like the most durable, some of the most durable enemies. But here, they're taking like bullets to the body. Mm-hmm. Like Joel's like spraying up and down with a rifle, and they're still going. I think that's that's pretty freaky. It is really cool, and it, it makes me excited to see what's going to happen with the bloaters. Like if it takes almost a whole mag and like a revolver six chamber to take down just like two clickers. Imagine what's going to happen with a bloater, and like, yeah. which I hope we'll probably end up seeing. Yeah, we saw him in the trailer, so I'm, right. I assume, right? I mean, next episode is going to be Bill and Frank, and I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I want to talk about it a little bit later of our predictions with that. Oh, I want to because okay. that trailer little bit that they gave us gave me so much information oh, I didn't that see I wanted. It. At the end of the episode, the yeah. um, next week tease. Yeah. It, oh, I wish I could have seen it. Give all stuff up. Okay. So you might know. Let's just get into it now. Um my thought process for kind of prediction was like either they're going to have the whole episode be Bill and Frank and their kind of story, which mm-hmm. is that kind of shown off in the thing, or is Joel and Ellie in there? Joel and Ellie are shown in the episode, but okay. I do not believe that they will meet 
Bill and Frank. Oh, <laughs> because it, there's a shot in the tra- in the trailer where it shows Joel and Bill talking. And in the background, there are two figures that are blurred out. And so I was thinking, who could Ellie be talking to? Frank? No, but then okay. I right, and then I looked in the comments, and they were like, "No, that has to be Tess and Tess and um, Frank talking, like in a flashback, oh. because they go there." <laughs> you Yo. know, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, so they're they never show Bill, Joel, and Ellie in the same room in the next teaser." So I'm like, maybe the theory of you know something re- really bad happening to Bill and Frank. And Joel and Ellie not being able to see the next episode will come true. Yeah. And that gets me thinking because it's like, what is going to go That's on? That's interesting. Because my thought process was they'll take the same sort of flashback and make it a cold open, but with Bill and Frank in the apocalypse. Instead of like cold open where it's before the fact, it's like a little bit earlier on yeah. with Bill and Frank seeing them. I mean, do we know if they meet during? I guess I guess we'll Who, see. Oh, yeah, Bill and Frank. They, they meet after the apocalypse. Okay. So. Oh, that's right. In the trailer, it's their guns yeah. pointing. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be, I think I've heard that the episode is mostly Bill and Frank. Yeah. If not all. Okay. So I wonder how it's going to, I really want Ellie and Bill to meet, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I think something else is going to happen. Dang. I wonder how they, uh, if that's the case, I wonder how they make up for that, you know, because I feel like that shows a lot more of Ellie's personality and almost her innocence, but also, you know, her goofy side. Right. How do they make up for that in the yeah. future? I'm wondering the that too. Um, I really hope it's just a really well put together uh, trailer misinformation. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> that's something we'll probably be talking about Friday because yeah. Ant Man, I feel like, does that really well where everyone's All like, oh, do that. right. Everyone's like, oh, how, why would they put out a trailer that shows so much? It's like, they're I don't think anything. Don't, yeah. That's something that I, uh, not to get too off track, had a, not an issue with. But had an issue with people who had an issue with it. With part two? Yeah. Yes. Trailer misdirection. Like, you are misdirected in trailers 24-7, and you just don't know it. And that was just a little bit more out there and, you know, misinformation. But yeah, whatever. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see, you know, Bill and Frank's, um, you know, relationship get explored. Um, Because it's only hints to at the game. But, you know, you you find that note in the game about, um, you know, Frank telling bill that he'd rather you know go and die than be with him and i've heard that that note is the basis of what the episode is going to be based off of like explaining the background of why that note is was written and so i'm so excited i took a i wasn't i was playing the game um earlier and i took a picture of the note in the game so i could look at it and be like how much of the note are they going to use what's going to happen um because it's got to revolve around a car battery right that's a good point because we're still they're they're still looking for a car to get yeah over there for different reasons now Uh but well i guess now they're going to bill and frank to drop ellie off for ellie to go that's the idea that was a change that yes because uh in the game Tess tells joel to get her to tommy's but here in the show it's like get her to bill and frank so they'll take her off your hands that's an interesting choice which i don't know how much it's actually going to change like i'd be interested to see why they did that change if there's a reason for it maybe he continues to have doubts and like when they get to bill and frank and either one or both of them are dead um he continues to get frustrated and eventually has to take her all the way i'm so excited for i've heard from at least two different people of course not like personally just on twitter yeah that Next week's episode is one of their favorite is their favorite or one of their favorites. I'm so pumped. And I've seen people like 
hey guys, you know, next week's my favorite episode because I got to see the whole thing. And I'm so <sighs> jealous. Um, right? I will say that this when is ep- Geekwave going to get some press passes? That's the question. <laughs> hey, once we get our website up, maybe we'll have some traction. Right? Ooh, yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I think next episode is going to be very controversial for a lot of reasons. Um, the fact that it's going off more off the source material. It's going to be a real test to see how well fans will react to that. The fact that it's a gay couple, which people still aren't going to get the over fact the fact. The fact that it's a gay couple, which I think is really interesting because I love to see, you know, The Last of Us as a game franchise has been very heavy on LGBTQ representation. And that's one of the reasons why I love the, you know, the series so much. And to have the show take its time to develop a relationship, mm-hmm. um, a queer relationship will be interesting. And I wonder how, well, I know how fans are going to, or general audiences are going to react to it. The yeah. ones you already know, they're going to have problems with it. But yeah, um, that'll be interesting. I just say fuck them. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the correct answer to have. Like, it's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, that's what they're going to believe. There's probably nothing you can do to change it, unfortunately. So just yeah. let them live their life and don't, which it's easier for at least you're not like LGBTQ. Yeah. Are you? You yeah. are? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, it's cool. Um, It's easy for me to say that. As a straight white guy, just being like, oh, yeah, you know, who gives a fuck? But, like, it's different, you know? And on the flip side of just saying, you know, forget those people and leave them in the dust, maybe the story is, you know, just so good that they have no problems with it, which is what I'm interested in. Interested to see. Um, Then again, I feel like the part two relationship with Ellie and Dina is really good, and people still had arguments about that. True. You can can never win. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm just really excited. And it's a super long episode again. How long? Uh, hour and a half. I believe it's oh. longer than the premiere. So. Oh, see, that makes me happy. I don't know if it makes other people happy because whatever. Then again, <laughs> me and my whole family saw the first episode twice, so we'll be fine. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I mean, obviously, it's still the HBO show. So, like, set design's on point. Set de- set design, yes. <laughs> yes. The hotel was oh my straight gosh. out of the game. Yeah. And I felt that about set. the museum too. I don't I don't know if it's like immediately out of the game, but walking into that, I'm like, that is a video game ass area where like everything, you know, you crouch by and like <laughs> seeing oh. the uh shot of Joel and Ellie uh crouched behind the counter and it's just like Ellie's following Joel and they're going around the counter, it made me so happy yeah. because that is stuff straight out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um that's just tense. Yeah, that's what's that's oh. just compelling. I, I said that where like after that whole thing went down i was like yeah now imagine you having to be joel and fight these fuckers because right. like it, it, they did a such a good job showing it off in the game but like or in the show i mean but it's still yeah on, it's yeah there's like that um you know sense of closeness to joel being taken away because you're not controlling him but i feel like they kept the tension up just as well um like the the sequence where joel's reloading his revolver and it's getting oh, closer to him that was perfect i and... loved how long they took on that you mm-hmm. know just like it felt super realistic he has to insert each bullet at a time he doesn't have he has a limited point of view as he looks down at a revolver of course something's gonna happen like this so. right and like <laughs> the fact that you know when that type of stuff happens in a movie um you know there's gonna be a jump scare and that there isn't a jump scare I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's going to be like, boo. And then it wasn't. <laughs> even like, you know, they got that um, segment based off of the initial E3 trailer right. um, back in, I think, 2012. That was a jump scare. 
Yeah. This, I felt it, it was interesting to see that they didn't decide to do a jump scare. Yeah, like the flicker's not going to jump scare you. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> like it's not going to, no. Which, that reminds me of like, you know, common game mechanic is to throw a brick or a bottle on the other side and then dash over here. Yeah. I like that we actually kind of got to see that where like he knows about the sound thing. So we, you know. He knocks over that statue. Knocks over that thing. statue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it. I'm excited to see if they explore that more because it's such a big game mechanic and it is such a big survival tactic in the world. Um, I'm happy that we at least got to see a little bit of it. Yeah, no, me too. Excited for next week. I mean, any other kind of predictions you have for next week outside of, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I know it's going to be a Bill Frank episode. I know it's going to be a long episode. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. I hope it's not too sad. I heard it's sad. Okay. But I don't want to be bawling my ass out every <laughs> That's the thing of like, and I, I'm happy that my family's enjoying this so much because we think about it. We had the Sarah death, episode one. Yep. We have the test. And obviously this is a sad story overall, right? right? And one of my favorite things about The Last of Us is how it's able to create the uplifting moments despite the depressing um, world and the depressing stuff that happens. Right. But I feel like every episode has ended on a depressing thing, you know, of like, I mean, I guess Sarah dying wasn't at the end, but Tess dying is definitely depressing. If Bill and Frank also end up like, <laughs> how long are we going to keep this episode. depressing, right? Maybe two deaths an episode. Who knows? <laughs> and especially with, um, I don't want to spoil, but just with the the other characters we're going to meet in the game. Oh, Henry. Yeah. And we've kind of spoiled most of part one and part two. True. This thing. I don't so, know. Yeah. Well, well, I'll just say it. Like, especially with them and their death, whew, it's going to be a lot of deaths. <laughs> but in the game, there are a lot of deaths. Yeah. So I, I don't know how they could space it out in the episode format where there wouldn't be as many, but maybe there just has to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like it's going to, if every episode ends with people dying, I feel it's going to get old, maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great point. I guess we'll see. Because, I mean, I feel like I always have to remind myself of how this is going to work because episode three might be. Bill and episode four might also be Bill and Frank. I guess it depends. Because how many episodes are there in total? Nine. Nine. Okay. Um, and winter will probably be like seven to eight, maybe. Yeah, there's got to be a five. Left behind storyline in there somewhere. Oh, this is. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Yeah. Jeez. I'm so excited for the, especially with Storm Reed um, playing Riley. Mm-hmm. I love Storm Reed. Uh, she's in Euphoria. I don't know if okay. you watched a little bit. I watched a little bit. Yeah. Um, she's really good Isn't there. Isn't she um, Zendaya's sister? Yeah. In the show. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Not in real life. Not, Not in real life. life. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's right. Is, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. um, but she's really good. And I think she's a really good choice to play Riley. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. That's, the, that might end up being my favorite episode because I, I love Left Behind so much. I think it's one of the best DLCs in gaming. Um, the story is just so sad and traumatic. The but Last at the same Us, time, it's some of the most uplifting moments we have in The Last of Us yeah. with the carnival, with the, um, the Halloween. The, yeah, there's so many moments where yeah. it's just like, and that's why I love The Last of Us so much is how it's able to balance that. So, yeah. It's, I'm also excited to see how their dynamics work out between Ellie and... Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm just a whole person, but I'm excited to see how they handle Riley's death and if we get to see what happens with yeah. Riley. Because, you know, in the game, maybe it's le- better left unsaid what happens. Because in the game, it doesn't really show... Like, they don't really show right. how like Riley actually dies. It's just, you know, she got bit, things happen. And maybe they should just keep it that way. <laughs> so here's my question about that. 
Um, because in how the DLC works, you cut between present day Ellie and past Ellie um, mm -hmm. going through with Riley. And then the Ellie moments are basically just pure gameplay of like, oh, I have to go into this store to find this yeah, to yeah. get to the... It's very gameplay and combat focused. Do you think they'll just get rid of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's no point, so. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that's just strictly for gameplay, I feel. Okay. I feel like the, the Left Behind episode is going to either... It's going to happen, like, you know, after where it's supposed to happen. But I feel like they're going to take a whole episode just to have that flashback of Ellie and Riley. Yeah. And then maybe the end of the episode, we see present day. I'm not sure. but We see Joel laying there dying, basically. I wonder how they're going to do that whole rebar scene. Because they barely made sense in the game that Joel's still alive after getting <laughs> getting impaled yeah. um, and losing blood all down the hallway. And then going through a whole combat thing with cannibals. And then Ellie and dragging him through torture. the snow and he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, what type of injury they're going to have. If it's the same thing. It can't be the same thing. Maybe it's like a leg thing instead. Maybe. Or huh. an infection or something like that. <laughs> a real infection. A real, not a Not a not, not a infection. Infection. Right, right. Yeah. Huh. Because they like, there's no way that they do that once you're seen and not have Joel injured. Anyway. He has you don't to be think taken out of commission, right? So okay. I don't. I wonder how it's going to happen. And I'm excited to going past episode three and four and five. Maybe uh, I'm excited to see David and Ellie and that whole I, thing go down because winter is some of the most intense stuff of the first game, and. I'm gonna be so scared for her, even though I already know what happens. I'm so pumped. <laughs> you want to talk about some of my like our favorite moments? That whole David bit is one of my favorites. Of like just how that character is handled, and like the flip of like, oh, he's actually not a bad. Oh shit, he's a cannibal, and he's gonna eat me. Yeah. Um, and then having the boss fight, and or like the moment where Ellie's in the cage, and she's like, oh, you know, my name's Ellie. Or tell them that Ellie's the one that bit off your fucking finger. Yeah, like, I know. That was in the trailer, her being yes. in the cage. I'm so excited. That's some of my favorite moments. And and even seeing Ellie kill David and have that transformation be her final one, that was what makes Ellie, you know, the one we see in part two. Um, I was excited to see how they do that. Um, oh, it's gonna be she's not gonna be the same, and I'm gonna be so sad. This but. is my thing of like, and maybe it's just it's hitting me so hard because it I mean, I can't say it's been a bit since I've replayed The Last of Us because I replayed it when part one came out. Mm -hmm. But seeing Ellie at this innocent stage again, um, and then seeing that like basically after the David moment, she's a completely different person and how much she's been altered, um, or I guess just like impacted by that. Right. It's really nice to be able to see Bella in this moment. Yeah. Um, and how well she's doing with it. And I'm excited to see how well she portrays Ellie after David and get us a tease into part two Ellie or season two Ellie. Um, oh, speaking of, I don't know if we're taking too long, but um, yeah, you know, we talked about in the first episode about if you you were like, I wonder if the sales of the game are going to go up. Oh, my gosh. The, the sales oh of the gosh. game have been like 200%, 300%. I think what I saw last was, which this was interesting. I think Remastered mm -hmm. has, which I guess this makes sense because it's cheaper, but Remastered has like a 300, whereas part one has like a 200, maybe 150. And yeah. then part two has like 400%. I mean, even um, Stefan, uh, he was saying like, he hasn't played part two yet. And I think he actually oh, bought yeah, part yeah, yeah. two after watching the first episode. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are in that same boat where they play the first one, but they don't play a lot of games. Now they're like, you know what? I should get back into the series. Yeah. Like, hey, like I said, the first episode, The Last of Us Hive, it's, it's, <laughs> we're it's all going to be the cordyceps, like the wave of <laughs> Last of Us fandom. Yeah. I'm okay with uh, The Last of Us World Domination. I think it's interesting that they say that the uh, tendrils grow underground. Yeah, the fact that it almost feels a lot more universal of like, and this is something that I saw from uh, on Twitter was like, I wonder if they'll incorporate that into part three because it seems like it could be a cool gameplay mechanic of, so you have on this one moment, like one little vine thing, yeah. all of a sudden you got like 50 clickers coming at you. Which is freaky. And the, the shot of all the, before I get to that, the shot of, um, you know, them looking over the horde and they're all like turning and the wave. I'm yeah. Like, that is so freaky. I'm loving this shit. I'm so glad they changed that because <clears throat> it gives them a whole nother level of, you know, it puts a whole nother barrier between us and the infected because at first, you know, they're infected. They were humans. It, they're kind of familiar, but now that they're part of a fungal hive mind, it, it, it makes them seem more like aliens, but it makes them seem more freaky to me. I yeah. don't know. Because what's the, I mean, we know the objective hive mind is to just spread. But, to spread, yeah. You know, and then the the shot of all the infected waking up and running past the camera, but they're all unblurred out. Oh, they're blurred out. So it's just like shapes moving past the camera. That was my favorite shot of the episode. Oh, it was, huh. it was freaky. Yeah. Man, I'm excited to see how that works out. Oh, this would be great. Um, it seems like the tendrils aren't going to be an organ, like a new type of infected. They're just how the infected work yeah at first i mean I thought, with um the type stalkers where they are yeah. like the more hiding ones those are the ones that have the tendrils more yeah. so i'm curious if we see some sort of extra ability where they can use those in some way you know yeah. i don't know if that's a possibility yeah you mentioned that a little bit last episode like seeing the tendrils actually grab on and stick them to the wall tess does say that doesn't she yeah. in this episode that if you step on a tendril then it snaps you like to the wall does she not say that when she's explaining it to ellie and um, when they're looking at the dead i'd have the to rewatch i don't remember i feel like she's it anyway um they they make a joke about bloaters on the bridge when they're walking and they're like uh are these monsters that throw spores at you and tess is like oh god i hope not and now that we know that spores won't be in the game, I thought oh. I mean, on the show, I thought that was an interesting because now that bloaters won't have spores, what are they going to have? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I thought they were just like, hey, a little bit of like foreshadowing, but like people who played the game will know. It's because like yeah. Tess doesn't think it's real because she laughs about it. But then when Ellie says like, oh, there's these things that seem like bats, they get silent and they look at each other. So yeah. it's like either Tess hasn't seen a bloater or bloaters can't throw spores. Because in the game, hmm. Joel has already seen a bloater. He's like, that's a bloater. This is what they are. But it doesn't seem like he knows what they he are. Doesn't see either that or he's just being quiet. Because like that whole moment, it's really just Tess and Ellie talking, which like that conversation was also really good. Of just like the little things of like her, Ellie not mentioning that it was her and Riley. And then Tess just being like, wow, you got some balls on you, kid. I was like, oh, yeah. she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was really hoping they would change Tess dying. But really? Yeah. I, I was like, maybe Tess just lives and we have live happily ever after. And then no. Yeah, and we live happily <laughs> ever after. And they get the vaccine and yeah. everything works out. And we, no, you I know, know that. Abby and Ellie tire. just become friends and everything works out. Yeah. No, not, not here, sadly. Yeah. Or, or for better or for worse, I guess. <laughs> sadly, but like that's like, kind of the whole point. Yeah. 
cool. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much everything. Everything you wanted to cover. Is it from me? Okay, cool. Uh, I think that's everything from me too. So yeah, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Once again, um, if you'd like to join us, talk about some Last of Us spoilers uh, of the whole game franchise at this point, but also reactions of uh, each individual episode of the show as they come out. Make sure to like DM me on Discord. Uh, it's awesomejacks9821, as well as just email me at j.day at usuitmedia.com. Um, all the usual stuff. Make sure to also join our Discord. We've been having a decent amount of chats about The Last of Us every time that they come out. Um, so if you'd like to be a part of those uh, discussions, feel free to join. The link will be in the bio, um, as well as all of our socials. So make sure to blow those up. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.